David. Yeah. I, I'm pissed off. Again? I mean, usually I am. It's a it's a weekly occurrence. I think that's the whole part of the bit. That you get angry about something. Or you do. But um, I was playing Call of Duty Cold War last night. First time in two weeks I'd be able to, to sit down and just play video games, right? Mm-hmm. I was really excited for this. I, I grabbed my snacks, my drinks. I was ready to go. I was just playing a, a solo adventure last night. And uh, my Xbox kept crashing. And I'm not talking like just crash to the main menu. I'm talking freezing the Xbox to the point I actually had to unplug it. Do you know why? Um, Because Activision and Treyarch fucked up the code for the story mode or the, the campaign mode. And the only way you can continually play the game is if you dumb it down and remove ray tracing. Is it the is it the game that's broken or is it the user that's broken? Well, according to my extensive searches on the internet, it's definitely the game, and people are really, really pissed. Is it just on Xbox and PS Five? No, because I haven't really had that many issues in PS Five. Good luck when the levels get harder <laughs> and, and more colorful and more extravagant. The game will change. More on that and much, much more coming up. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Seen On Screen Podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. So yes, I'm I'm upset that for the money people laid out on next-gen consoles, I could have just played this game to its fullest capabilities on my previous-gen console without freezing and crashing my Xbox nonstop. Well, you don't know that because you mean, haven't trade, played it on your other system. That's also true. It's, just, <laughs> it's a very annoying situation. Yeah, it's like growing pains. You know, when you're growing up and you start feeling strange things when you see people and you're like, Mm -hmm. what is happening? What is this? And then you just kind of your brain stops working. And then next thing you know, you have to stay at your desk for a longer amount of time while everyone goes up to play outside at recess. And they say, hey, Little Sean, are you going to join us? And you're like, no, no, I'll join you guys in a second. I have um, things to do here. I, I think right? you're taking it slightly too far, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things where I'm actually starting to question whether or not they should have delayed both consoles. But okay, it's not necessarily a console problem, though. It's probably more of a game issue, right? Because if it's a problem that is happening on both systems, um, I personally haven't run into anything, but it's if it's something that's bothering or plaguing both systems, then clearly it's something to do with the game programming and not the consoles themselves. Because even though like they're using the same 
architecture or a variation of the same architecture. There's it's, it's, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing for the consoles, right? They're, they're very different systems. Um, so it's more of an Activision problem. And you know what? All it means is that in a f- few days, we're going to have another like 52 gigabyte update to download. Yeah. And nobody will like that. Well, here's the thing is like, I'm already annoyed on, uh, with my PS five over the fact that, um, I have had to uninstall games already just to be able to install updates. That's brutal. That's rough. Like I, I think I have, I have, well, so there's still bugs plaguing the PS five that if you apparently some users have had issues where if they have a external hard drive plugged in, um, it will cause the system to essentially either freeze when, and, and not wake up from sleep mode or it resets their system. So they have to do the initial setup all over again when they turn it on. Also brutal. Yeah. So I currently don't have an, my external hard drive plugged into my ps5 just because i don't want to have to deal with that crap um but that like i'm annoyed that the internal storage is only like 600 and some odd gigs when and i know the xbox series x isn't that much better because it's even though it's one terabyte really it's like what 800 and some odd gigs free yep or maybe yeah it's um, just shy of 900. I think it's like 872. Yeah. Um, but like with the PS5, it's a 825 gig SSD. And there's less than like 700 gigs free for games and stuff like that. And you know what? So now they've added um, when you get a, a trophy, it's on by default. You can turn it off, but they've added it so that the system records like a video clip of you getting that trophy. Really? It's, it's kind of cool for like some, it, it would be cool for like platinum trophies and stuff like that. Right. But um, for just like everyday, you know, the bronze and the silvers and stuff like that, not that big of a deal. They take up so much space. I totally forgot that I had it enabled and I'm like, why do I have so much space taken up for like media and stuff like that. And I was going through and pretty much it was just uh, all videos from, I deleted almost two gigs of video clips just from trophies. And it's like, it's so stupid. I'm hoping that like when they release, like when they actually update it, um, it can save those clips to like the external storage or something like that, because the way that it is now, um, and it will be like this with the Xbox series X as well, you know, with the, with all of the new games that required to be played off of the internal drive. Um, anything else that's on there is going to take up that precious space. Right. So it's not like I can copy and play, like the the PS5 version of Cold War off of an external drive. No, like it has to be played off the internal. 
So I, I can see next year be really interesting for for games installed and game sizes because like everything's going to just get keep getting bigger and bigger. Like so I'm, I I'm curious. I'm curious about like the size of Cyberpunk 2077 if that game ever comes out. Right? Like even uh GTA 5 is still like 80 gigs. Right? Like that's massive for uh Did you notice the like 6-year-old game? Um when you were like going through your Xbox settings, I don't think I've ever noticed it before with the Xbox One X and I will go back and check. But there is now the ability to compress your games, much like the Switch has. So like you can compress the stuff that you're not using or I'm, I'm not sure I haven't done it yet. I only have four games installed right now. I have Watch Dogs Legions, Warzone, Black Ops, and Medium. But well, I can't actually yeah. play Medium right yeah. now because my Game Pass expired. And Medium's and, not even out yet. Well, I know. I have the pre-download. And then the um, I downloaded before uh, my Game Pass expired, and I'm trying to re-manipulate the system, I guess. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, but I moved that right to my um, hard drive. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not taking up the sweet, sweet space of my Xbox One X. I'm hoping eventually the, the card... Uh, becomes available for a little bit cheaper to add a, another terabyte to the system, but yeah, I have like, I have a, a bunch of credit on the Microsoft Store, and I was almost tempted to put that towards the uh, expansion card, but really, like this year is has been kind of lackluster for next gen games, anyways, right? Just, I mean, I, I wanted to get into this. Uh, a little bit later, but I think we can just go right into it now. When uh, when it comes to the next generation, I don't feel like it is the next generation. I've been I've been trying to listen to some other podcasts to get their opinions and reading a lot of articles. I feel two things are happening right now. One, it's the the generation of the haves versus the have nots. I know it's still early because the consoles just dropped within the last two weeks. But I also have a lot that, of people have not got theirs yet. Yes. And there's there's that feeling around that like like you could just go buy an Xbox One X for much cheaper and have almost a similar experience because mm-hmm. for for the time being, anyways, like even Cyberpunk, what limitations is it really gonna push on the new hardware when it's coming out for both or both generations? Well, and that's the thing, is like Cyberpunk was a game that's been that was announced what seven years ago and it's <laughs> gone like on, it. it's gone under how many you know revisions and updates and stuff like that and changes and clearly it was a game that was designed for the hardware out at the time which was the ps4 and the xbox one and like it was announced when the it is like the first versions of the ps4 and the Xbox one, like now the Xbox has progressed significantly over its time, like the Xbox one, right? Like the Xbox series or that, sorry, Xbox one S is significantly more powerful than the Xbox one, like the big fat one that came out, right? The PS five, like they changed some, or sorry, the PS four, they changed some of the, um, the size of like the processor and power, um, power, um, consumption and stuff like that but the the 
additions, right? Like the, or sorry, the revisions between like the X or the PS4 or the and then the Slim, there's not much difference in hardware or power. Um, whereas like with these ones that are out now, the, the, uh, the hardware is significantly more powerful than their previous generations. But, and I know we've talked about this before, all of the games that are coming out right now have been developed so far for the previous generation. They've been developed for the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4. And they're getting these kind of patches or they're getting these minor updates or upgrades to take advantage of some of the added features of the newer generation of consoles, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, is Cyberpunk actually going to push the hardware? I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's too hard to tell right now, obviously, because the game's not out. I know that there was some leaked gameplay footage the other day. Um, it looked all right. It, it didn't look bad, but it's not until we can actually get the game in our hands f- that we'll be able to tell. And I think we're fortunate enough that, uh, as far as I know, you're keeping your Xbox One X, right? Uh, for now, yeah. For now, yeah. I'm I'm definitely keeping mine just because I have the Scorpio Edition one, and you know that was a. Uh, a special edition console and it works perfectly fine. But um, at least I'm fortunate enough that when the series X patch or the next gen patch for cyberpunk comes out, I'll have both systems. So I could essentially run on both systems and do a comparison to see if I can tell the difference between the two. Um, I know that we, we don't have, the in-depth analysis tools such as like from like digital foundry or any other big tech companies. Yeah. But we are going to be going from like a gamer's perspective. Right. And when you think about it, like games back on the PS2 or the GameCube, right. You looked at, I remember playing those games and thinking that graphics couldn't get any better than that. Right. And now we, here we are, you know, 20 years later and graphics are phenomenal and it's like wow they're only going to get better but it takes time and i think i think if it wasn't for the rona the the corona the coronavirus um we would have had we would have had more launch titles that took advantage or kind of showed off the next gen consoles because when you think about it, the entire world almost shut down for a few months, right? Back in March, April, May, June, July, August, right? Yeah. Um, and things are getting only getting worse now. We're we're kind of in a, a a second wave, so to speak, on a global scale. Except for the United States, they never got out of that first wave because it never stopped. Um, but I think because partially because of that we have had there's been so many games delayed um and development has slowed down significantly on all aspects right that we're we're not getting the same launch experience or launch games that we would have otherwise got if 
there was no global pandemic, right? Like we would have had those, you know, super exciting lineups at, you know, 7 p.m. the night before the console launches to get your system at midnight or at 6 a.m. the next day, right? We didn't have any of that. And I think part of like a big, a massive part of this generation of consoles being such a lackluster and kind of meh release is because of the Rona virus. And yeah, I, I can agree with that. I'm also, I think, becoming very skeptical that a game like Cyberpunk, I'm going to go out and say it right now. I believe that the expectations are so high for this game that it'll be relatively disappointing. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm on the fence. I think that people will be disappointed because like I said, the game was announced like seven years ago. We've been hearing, having snippets about it for the longest time and delay after delay after delay. And we are now roughly, two weeks away from launch. Mm-hmm. Um, a game that I honestly pre-ordered like two years ago. <laughs> um, You're like, we're I, giving two away guys. Yeah. We're giving two away. Um, and for a game that has had such a hype and such a buildup and it hasn't been like other games where there's this hype and it kind of goes away because it's been so long and people forget about it. Right. I think there's been a constant and a consistent hype for cyberpunk um, over the last few years that you're going to have. I, I, I think that the fan base and just like the general public will be split. There will be people that absolutely love it and think that it's great and that it it's, you know, meets or exceeds all of their expectations and then there's going to be people that are going to think that it's trash. Um, yeah. Nitpick things like even complain. Like I've, I've even seen people complain like, Oh, there's 23 cars or 28 cars in the game. While it's like GTA has over 600. Like they are looking at like, people are going to take these things like these just raw numbers and compare them to other games that, you know, have oh more cars that you can drive more weapons and stuff like that. Um, but for like the cars, for example, Cyberpunk uh, CD Project Red has spent so much time on these individual cars and they are fully modeled inside and out, right? Like the the amount of detail that they put into their games is always phenomenal, right? Like have you played The Witcher games? I've played The Witcher 3, yes. Yeah, so like that's those games of kind of what put them on the on the map, right? Um and the fact that this company managed to make a, you know, m- multi-million dollar IP. And if you watch it, or if you play the Witcher one, like the first game, it looks rough. I've played it. It's a great game though. Like it's so much fun. Um, and this company though, also they're not one, like, yes, every company wants to make money. Right. But CD project red, they own the, the I think they're, they're the owners of GOG, good old games or something, something like that. Green Man Gaming, I don't know. Um, they don't really enforce DRM as well, 
which has plagued the gaming industry, but it's, it's, um, I don't know, a necessary evil, I guess, to prevent piracy, but essentially, and not that I condone this, you'll be able to download a copy of cyberpunk 2077 on launch and play it on your PC with no problem. No, no cracks or anything like that. Right. And Pretty much instantaneously. Too. Yeah. And that is just part of the, the, the philosophy of CD project red. So, and I think that if they were worried about the quality of their game, they would implement some sort of DRM on it. Right. Like they, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for the game. I wouldn't say that I'm worried because while I have my expectations on what the game, what I hope the game is like, I also am not expecting it to be the best, greatest game ever made. Right. You know what I want? I want that like cyber punk, you dystopian, futuristic experience you know think of like blade runner or um fifth element kind of thing right like i, I want, want the to feeling from three years ago man like i want that feeling that we saw when we saw that first trailer two or three e3s ago yeah that's what i, I want like I, I i want to just experience the world that they're building and i think we haven't really had there there haven't really mean, been many games in that whole futuristic cyber punk universe, right? Like there was the Deus Ex games. Um but the last Deus Ex game came out I don't know what, like five, six years ago. Um let me see. So and, and most games that come out they're they're either like modern day war stuff modern day kind of adventure games or pirates or fantasy. Right. So I'm just excited for a good sci-fi game. Um, I don't know. I, I think um, mankind divided that's our human revelation. Mankind divided. I think it was that came out in 2016, 2016, and Human Revelation Revolution came out in 2011. So yeah, you were looking at uh, four years ago, and, and there hasn't really been anything since, right? And and that was just a straight up kind of first person shooter. So I'm I'm excited for the like the RPG elements, like the the exploring the world at your own pace, the puzzles, all that stuff. I don't know, I. I It'll be interesting to see how it is. Hey, I well, think you do I, have the ability. Sorry, go ahead. I think though the rating will be a, a minimum, like a like I say, Metacritic rating will be a minimum of eighty. Okay, eighty. I think they're going to pay a ton of money to get ninety nines or nines out of ten. The damage is done. Is it though? The, the faith here, let me, uh, let me read you. I, it's funny that like, I, I didn't intend to pull up this, but um, I just typed in cyberpunk 2077. Cause I was looking for something specifically the original E3 trailer. 
Cyberpunk 2077 is very definitely coming out on December 10th. Probably, maybe, I, I don't know. That's Kotaku. PC Gamer says CD Projekt Red assures investors that Cyberpunk 2077 is really actually definitely releasing on December 10th. Um, physical copies of Cyberpunk 2077 have leaked in the wild. Google Stadia iOS beta and Cyberpunk 2077 pre-orders have been, or deal has been announced. And finally, we are hopeful and optimistic that Cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will not be delayed beyond December 10th. And that's it. <laughs> so Nobody I, believes that it's coming out, but they're, they're like, yeah, it's coming. I, I, like, I like there is one thing is like cyberpunk 2077 is just an april fool's joke that went too far cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the game that like if you're bad santa's not going to bring it for you because it doesn't exist this is true like did the elves not make it oh my god you could tell people that sorry they're not called elves they're called christmas helpers now i don't actually know is elves still cool I, i don't know it's 2020 we can't say anything now yeah, you're not allowed to. It's it's not it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what you can do in Cyberpunk 2077? Boobies. The lead uh, quality assurance director Boobies. says you, <laughs> Lucas Babel, has shared some information about the game's features, including the ability to toggle nudity, nudity, and its total playtime. <laughs> nudity, huh? Nudity, nudity, noodle them. Um, I do believe um, from that article. I don't. I didn't copy the whole thing, but his total play time was at 173 hours. Wow. That's like that's like Fallout Witcher territory, Skyrim territory. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls territory. That's good. You know what? If I can get at least like six hours out of the game, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, six hours with you over like three years because you're trying to finish your backlog of every game ever game ever released, yeah. Well, it's like I, I I always envy you and marvel at it at the same time. Not so much with digital content, but like you'll just you'll just be so willingly like, oh, I just bought this game. I picked up this game. I got this game. Then I'll be like, hey, have you played this game yet? And you're like, no, oh, I haven't touched it yet. Don't worry about it. I haven't touched it yet. It's all good. Don't touch. It. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's true. I actually just bought a game the other day. <laughs> you... Oh, wait, wait. I feel like you bought something that's new. What'd you buy? I forget. Uh, no, I bought uh, Trials of Mana, the remake. It's an RPG. It was like, and are, are you going to play it or was it? I actually, I actually, it was on sale, but I actually did pop it in my PlayStation and I did play it for a few hours. This is where you might get mad at me, of course, but EA finally knocked down the price of NHL for this weekend for Black Friday. So it's 50% off both physical and digital. And like the ultimate edition's forty nine ninety nine this weekend. For what That's, game? Uh, NHL twenty one. Oh, and you're gonna buy it, aren't you? Um, I, after I did a bad thing today, I was told I'm not allowed to buy anything until Christmas. I uh, agree with that. <laughs> Just did a bad thing. I regret. In all fairness, I told myself I wasn't going to bring this up. 
because it's really not related. However, it is a game. It's not a board game and it is not a video game, which is what David and I typically delve into. However, I think my obsession and thirst for disc golf has gone a little far. It's getting unhealthy. I'm I'm honestly a little concerned. I actually kind of like driving home today had buyer's remorse. <laughs> I was like, holy. So what that is, is a little thing called your conscience. And <laughs> you also know that when you get home, you have to face the girlfriend. Yes. Who, I mean, has more power than a normal girlfriend because she's right? not the girlfriend anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that I don't think we either. did make that announcement, so <laughs> I was trying to play it safe here. I didn't know if you wanted uh, It's okay, it's okay. Um, so, as you guys know, I've gotten into disc golf, and uh, it started and now off... Now he's living on the streets because he's been disowned by yeah, a significant it, it, other. It's an expensive hobby. Um, I bought a bag a few weeks back, um, and for, for those who play disc golf, I bought an Axiom bag, and... I split a seam on a pouch after maybe four games. Um, this little pouch, I had like a few little items in it, but nothing really major because I knew it wasn't big. So I'd, I'd have like a, a thin pair of gloves, um, a bottle of new skin, some antacid, that kind of stuff. Like nothing too big. Like very, very small. So I, I messaged the person I bought it off of, and he was very helpful with me trying to get a refund from the vendor. And the vendor actually refunded him if he could reacquire the bag. So I went to go exchange the bag today. I knew after talking to him and after the last few purchases I've made since you and I went out to that, uh, that farm, I've purchased another four discs, three. And you know, winter is like coming soon, right? Yeah. You can just play in the winter. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. It's fine. Oh, um, that's why you're gonna be playing so much in the winter because you're gonna be sleeping outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I knew fully going in, and like I told the other half, I was like, okay, so I'm probably gonna like split the difference on a bag. I didn't expect, like, I thought I was gonna buy like a hundred and fifty dollar bag, which is fairly average. Like the one I bought originally was seventy bucks, and I've kind of grown out of it at the same time, which is good and bad because I'm growing exponentially. Uh, but I'm also because you I'm, have too many discs to fit in the bags, right? Yeah, but like it's just like a golf bag. Like I have different speed discs for different situations, and um, the game has come. Like I've come a long way in the short time I've played to the point where I'm actually like I'm halfway decent, and I'm getting ready to start. Like I'm gonna train for it all winter and hopefully compete in like the spring Rocky and train? summer. Rocky train, like I'm train. gonna find some stairs. Training um, over the winter, like in Rocky Four, and I, yeah, I've, I've got to go find what was that a mountain that he climbed? Yeah, he climbed a mountain. I could uh, follow you slowly, but I could follow slowly behind you in a vehicle as you run through the snow. You got to keep flashing the lights on me though, so I, that way I can see what I'm running into. Um, yeah, I ended up spending closer to I like I thought the difference was going to be like seventy five bucks, but I ended up spending a hundred and. 30 today on Oof. a bag that was worth 200 bucks <laughs> a backpack for discs oh my bucks. god you know you could just get like a duffel bag right yeah but then it's not all organized all pretty 
Like you have to admit that bag is a very nicely organized bag. It is, but oof. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I look I at David game the other day, so yeah, like, and I was yeah. gonna say, I look at Angela like, was there, session, and like we've had the conversation, and I know it happens where it's just like, what's one more board game? What's one? More? And then you have like eight shelves of board games. Well, it's like. I was told today that I'm not allowed to buy any more gifts for myself slash I'm not allowed to buy video games or anything until Christmas because I like Chris, I guess wanted to help buy me a bag. Um, but she didn't know which one I wanted to get. So I kind of felt bad about that. So yeah, guys, I did a bad thing, but it's like the obsession is so fun. So fun. It's like, it's good. It's a good fun. It's a healthy fun. It's a fun fun. You know, maybe in the spring or whatever, when it's actually warm, you uh, you can take me out. We can throw some discs around. But I'm not buying any. I'm just going to use yours because you have more than enough. Yeah, I can I can, uh, I can show you how to, to sling some plastic because that's what we do out here. Is, is that what it's called? Slinging plastic? No, I'm just... Launching discs. Ugh. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> back back to a regular scheduled programming. Did you see that available on December first? There will be a standalone app uh, for Red Dead Online. Uh yeah, for five dollars. Oh, there's a price to it now. I yeah, definitely it's, it's never mind. Five oh, it says so right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, five um, bucks. But hey, that's pretty sweet. I'm surprised that they haven't released a standalone like GTA Online. Yeah, especially with how long it takes to load into GTA Online. Right, but you know you can buy GTA Five for you know twenty bucks fairly fairly regularly. Right now, you Um, can get a a very super loaded edition for like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and um, but I'm still surprised like that they didn't release a man they could release like a free-to-play version of gta online and probably still make bank yeah they could well they sell a lot of the um what's it called the shark cards so like they have a lot of microtransactions yeah which which is cool which is cool but I'm I'm excited because I played it a little bit, and then everybody was like, "Oh well, I don't have Red Dead." And I was like, "Oh, it's not really a game that I want to play by myself." Like I don't I don't know. It just seems like a game that I'd want to play socially. Mm-hmm. You know, and like uh, with our games coming in December, um, and still having like things like Warzone and NHL, like there's a lot of social games that I'm already playing and like rainbow six is coming back um, to, well, it's not, it never really left, but now it's optimized for the Xbox series X and the PS five. So there's more and more social games just like red dead. will slowly like it might be fun for a rainy day, but I just don't see it right now. It's cool though. Yeah. So I, I bought red dead redemption Two. For I think twenty seven bucks, like the ultimate edition, it was on sale forever ago, and I started it, and yeah, I never really played into it. 
But I accidentally actually started the online mode and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> really? Yeah. But you know what? Like I I the one thing I really like about like GTA online and Red Dead Online from what I've played mm-hmm. is that it's not just like a basic online mode. Like there, it starts off with some like kind of like story, you know, like it, it makes you more connected to your character before they release you out into the wild and recap to wreak havoc. And like, you can still do missions and stuff like that, that uh, it, it's more than just a like open world free for all, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, putting Red Dead as a $5 online only thing is an interesting choice because you don't see a whole lot of Red Dead online stuff online, right? Like it's still a lot of like GTA online and and there's always like promos for GTA online and all that. Well, they so, market it a lot more too. Right? So is it just, is it their way of, is, is Red Dead not making them as much money as they were hoping? Are more people like playing GTA online over Red Dead and they're just trying to make it so that, okay, well maybe Red Dead 2 didn't sell as well as they hoped. It it clearly sold well enough, right? But um, maybe the numbers have dropped significantly in comparison to GTA five. And this is their way of like trying to make more revenue or get more revenue from it, which might, might like, I guess if, you know, GTA online is making them a ton of money, they don't really need to sell it for cheap. Right. Like if, if people are just going to buy GTA five, like a bundle, even if it's 20 bucks just to play GTA online, they're still making that 20 bucks, right? Whereas I guess people aren't buying Red Dead Redemption 2 at, I don't know, the cheapest price for the base game, like $27, just to play online. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to me, and I I think this might also be the way it was marketed, I just, I never saw the appeal to it, especially with how long the story was. And... Rockstar has always had this kind of buyer beware when it comes to the uh, like massive multiplayers or like, I guess their version of an MMO, but it starts off with like a story that you can't get out of. And if anything happens to your save file or something is corrupt on Rockstar's end, it'll start you back through it. And then you have to catch up and you lose all your money. And it's such a hassle to get your money back in your Rockstar club. Like I lost a bunch of stuff and I, I was playing Oh, when they were giving away the DeLorean and I tried so hard to give the DeLorean for like a week and I gave up. But it was like, it's just the same thing over and over again. You can just run missions with your friends. You can have a good time. You can make a ton of money. Now it's like so advanced that um, there's like war bunkers that you can get and you can run heists and like you can plan heists. So you have to have like a heist planning area. You can plan like um, drug runs, all this kind of stuff. It, it still has its niche market where I just don't think Red Dead Online does. Like, you can jump into, like, I don't even know what you would do, except it would be the same as kind of, like, 
running missions, but like I think it's a lot less fun to go chase down a bounty with a bunch of people versus do like a half hour heist online where you have yeah. to meticulously plan the heist. You have to get their vehicles. So you have to steal the vehicles. You have to steal the clothes. You have to do all that stuff. It just seems to me like it's, it's not nearly as fun. And, and it could also be due to the fact that both games take place in completely different times right like red dead is the wild west right where they they don't have cars right you're you're getting around on horses and and they're not as fast they're not as fun to drive you know you can't be like okay everyone i'm the getaway driver let's everyone get in this car you guys shoot i'll drive no it's everyone get on the horse let's ride i don't know it's it's um and i i I think with GTA online, it, like you said, it's more social, you know, you get together with your friends and you're, you're actively planning your parts. Whereas red dead, yes, you can still do that stuff. Like I know that there's still like, you can rob banks and shit, but the, the, the planning and how to get from point A to point B is, is different. And maybe it was because Red Dead came out so late that people were still playing GTA. You know, like if if I mm-hmm. was playing GTA online and I had, you know, $8 billion, I'm not going to just stop playing GTA online to go play Red Dead, right? Because... You know, I have all of this stuff. I can do pretty much whatever I want in GTA Online. And now I'm starting fresh on a completely different system. I have to try and get all my friends to move over or make new friends, you know. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I don't really know many people that played Red Dead Online. I know more people that play GTA Online. I know people who have Red Dead, right? And I know they've beaten the games and they've beaten the main game multiple times and they've played red dead online if but they are more active in gta online um i the last time i played gta online i was trying to hop into a game with um some of my friends and it took me almost an hour and a half just to get to the point where i could actually join their game because I was stuck in like the tutorial intro missions that even though I opted to skip, it didn't let me skip them. That happened with us. Like you got stuck at the airport and you're like, I'm not playing. Cause I was playing with like somebody and we're like, Hey, come on, let's go. But that, that was definitely, that happened with us. Yeah. And, and it's happened to me a few times. So if they were to release a GTA online or red dead online, where it just like, sure. Make your character, give a little backstory to your character or whatever it is, but just plop you in the middle there and let you choose. It's like, go here. If you want to do the tutorial mission, if you don't press this button and we won't bug you about it. Right. And that's what really turned me off of playing GTA online, even just playing GTA starting again i'm sick and tired of doing that first mission and 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 getting the cars driving them to the dealership all of that stuff i just want to go into gta 
and wreak havoc. Yeah, and nothing's better than picking up like one of those random like you need to go find this car before other people do and get it here in the best condition possible. Yeah. Like those very like spur of the moment missions. Do you know what game is suffering right now from not having an online component to the point it was released less than 30 days ago? And it's already being sold for $29.99 USD tomorrow for Black Friday, or I guess today. Happy Friday. Um, do you know what game that is? Is it a game that has come out recently? It would have been a sequel to a sequel to the original game that was hyped up and then fell short on expectations. Yeah, Does do it have something to do with pets, preferably or specifically small puppies? Yes, it I is Nintendo Dogs. Watch puppies, where you watch, watch puppies. puppies. Watch puppies. Um, okay. Watch Dogs Legions has already taken a massive price cut. And the the thing that I, I that kind of got me interested, especially with the news today that it is taking the price drop tomorrow. <laughs> is go back a few days and recall the text message you sent me. You were like, hey, man, have you played any Watch Dogs Legions recently? I was like, no, man, I haven't had time to play Xbox. You're like, right. And I was like, have you? You're like, no, I haven't touched it. (laughs) I haven't. I haven't touched it. Well, honestly, since I got the PlayStation 5. It was a day one game for me, and I'm just... I'm struggling to find interest in it right now because there's just so much going on in my life. Yeah. At least with Call of Duty, I can pick it up. Busy boy. Yeah. At least with Call of Duty, I could be like, hey, I'm going to play core. I played like 25 minutes of Nuketown last night. That was pretty fun. Actually, it's a lot of fun. The new Nuketown map is very, very fun. Nostalgic. And everybody's working together right now to shoot off all the he- the heads in the, of the mannequins. Or if you shoot off the heads and the arms, it changes. Like the Easter eggs take you to like a Tron-like world. Oh, yeah. Which is really, really fun. Yeah, there's a lot of 80s kind of vibes into this game, which is really, really fun. Um, Yeah, so I started playing Watch Dogs Legion when, when I got it, right? Because I got it on release. Mm-hmm. And it's, I hate driving in it. I feel like the driving controls and I've tweaked, tried to tweak them so much to get them so that they feel comfortable, but they don't. And that's one thing that's always pissed me off about the watchdogs games is that the driving sucks. And also it takes place in London, England, and I hate London, England. No, I'm just joking. Uh, (laughs) It's because they drive on the opposite side of the road and it's pissing me off because it confuses me so much and I crash into things. But but I, I, I just think like part of it was I wanted to play that game with my friends, right? Like w- I, I know we were pretty excited to play that game and, you know, play online together. And, you know, just I said I was going to be the old guy. I was just going to recruit some old dude and try and beat a bunch of missions. But I wanted to do that online. And the game launched the game release what was it beginning of november or end of october end of october yeah like very end and there's no online component right now and i think that's what's hurting the game sales so much and that's why it's on sale 
so quickly after launch because, you know, people buy this game and it was a game that was advertised so heavily as being a game that you can play with your friends online, you know, join any game, be any person in the game, recruit anyone. And it's kind of like half a game, like half the game is not there right now. And I think that if they were to have released the game with the online component, even if it was like, even if it was just like the same as um, like the first watchdogs where, you know, you could hop into someone else's game and kind of harass them. Yeah. Right. So to speak, you know, even if it was something like that, like some sort of online component, make it feel like the game is connected. Then I don't think it would have been doing as poorly as it is right now. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't really have a desire to play it right now. And that's basically why, because like, I, I want to play this game with my friends. I think it would be a lot of fun to, you know, work on a mission together and be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be this clown. Like I'm going to recruit this clown and do this mission as a clown. And you're going to be, you know, Edna, the 97, year, the 97 year old woman who escaped from, you know, the retirement home and she hates porridge, right? Like that's what I was expecting the game to be, but it isn't. And it's Ubisoft, you know, we, they get us every time. We, we should know better. It's we like, should know by now. Like are Ubisoft and EA related? Yeah. They're like cousins. Cousins from different countries. I don't know. All right, you well, ready for our from d- different mothers? Would be would just be cousins. <laughs> That's why I said cousins <laughs> from different countries. There are cousins from abroad that we don't see very often. Okay, God. All right, you ready for everyone's favorite game to play, especially yours? Uh, is it? Where is the noodle? No, it's pre-order review. Bargain bin and hard pass. But today, we're getting rid of the bargain bin. Forget everything you know about the bargain bin. It's gone. We're adding a new element in. Because we're, we're, we have three episodes left in this season after today. Are you saying that we are adding in a fifth element? We are. It is Ask Santa. Santa will bring you this game, unless it's Cyberpunk 2077. Santa doesn't have a a line of sight on that or PS5. Just so you know. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through December's games like we do every other game. And we're hoping to find uh, some good ones, maybe some bad ones. Who knows? First one coming out on December 1st is one that caught our interest at E3 on multiple platforms, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Um, As of right now, I don't see it releasing next gen, but it's Empire of Sin. And if I remember correctly, after seeing the latest trailer, we were both just like hard pass. Yeah, it's that uh, top-down kind of... What is it? Um... XCOM style. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. 
No thanks. Next I'll, up, I'll get uh, it when it's, I'll get it when it's like a PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold or Game Pass. Probably not though. Maybe. Ne- Next up, we have uh, just the update for Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. If you already own the game, you get it for free. That's awesome. Yeah, that awesome. I'm actually pretty excited for that. I I might pop in there. I was watching a uh, release or a comparison video um, for the PS4 and PS5 version, and obviously it's the same game, but the effects like they've they've really upped the graphics a bit, so it does you know more shadows, more light and stuff like that like it it does look good and it runs at uh, 4k or at least a dynamic 4k and it's cross cross generation multiplayer so if your friends uh, don't have an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 you can still play with them which is pretty sweet one game I'm very interested in looking into um, is Worms Rumble. I've always loved the Worms game. There's a new one dropping on no, uh, November 1st, or sorry, December 1st, only for the PS4 and the PS5 and Windows. Yeah, so Microsoft uh, doesn't get it. It's a uh, PlayStation Plus game, too, for December. So if you have PlayStation Plus, you get it for free. So that's what I'm going to do for that one. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to ask Santa for it, and I'm not going to skip it. I will probably add it to my library install it play it for 10 play it it for 10 15 minutes and then forget about it you remember when we used to play golf with friends and the worms level that was a lot oh that game is so much fun we should uh we should bring that back up again we should uh they've remastered of course uh sam and max save the world for the nintendo switch that's coming out on december 2nd if you played the game originally and you want to have it handheld i guess that's a good way to go but this game is over 10 years old so yeah i mean you're getting what you're getting um man there's not a lot going on on the third we've got um one game here absolute drift which is a racing game dropping for the switch again this is gonna be a hard pass for me there's a lot of hard passes in december because i'm not allowed to buy anything yeah there's i'd say the big one on the third is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Thanks for uh, covering me. But it's a Ubisoft <laughs> game, so it's going to be know. terrible and on sale I, in three weeks. I know someone who is like super, super excited for it, but little do they know it's just, I don't know. May, I'll have to wait till the third to see if I'm right or wrong, but it literally looks like a Breath of the Wild meets Assassin's Creed. There is a, a game that's coming out on PlayStation 5. Um, hold on. I got to Google this. I forget the name. It's like Tiki Tiki or something. Is it coming? <laughs> December 5th. It's an early access game. It's, out, it's been out on uh, um, Steam for a while. Are you sure? I don't see it on the list. While you're looking I know, it's it not on the list. For all you soccer, it's like a Pokemon, um, Pokemon clone. Oh, Oh, yeah, Temtem, that's what it is. Temtem comes out early access on PS5. It is a Pokemon inspired uh MMO. Apparently, it's pretty darn good. The um, the announced trailer was back, uh, like it was announced back in August that it was coming out on PS5. Um, 
I'm I'm actually, you know, I, I'm actually pretty interested in this game. And it comes out on the 3rd. The price in Canada is like 50 bucks, which isn't too, too bad. Because um, I guess the price is going to go up when it like officially releases. Um, or like the full game releases or whatever. But uh, watching some of the videos... Um, watching some of the videos, it, it actually looks pretty, it, this is what Pokemon sword and shield should have been a online, (laughs) a a game where you can run around the world and see everyone else and do stuff together with each other. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm actually going to probably pick this one up. Interesting. Okay. Um, December 4th, cause we just skipped a day for fun. Did we? We got John Wick's Hex for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. It's just a John Wick game that's stylized to be all cool, like 13. Yeah, and it's like, uh, I I believe it's um like a tactical shooter type thing. I'm very uh, like, interested to try it. I want to see a review on it because it looks kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, FIFA 21 and Madden 21 are getting the EA did the right thing treatment. And you can pick up both of those if you have them already. Uh, the free updates for Series X and PlayStation 5 on the 4th as well. Um, if you didn't and you were just holding out, you should have just bought it because they updated it for free. And Nintendo's... Another, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Another big one on December 4th is uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition coming out on Windows, PS4, and Xbox this was if any guys if anyone remembers Dragon Quest 11 came out on the PS4 um, a few years ago then the def- the it's just such a stupid name Dragon Quest 11s definitive edition came out on the Nintendo switch and it had like exclusive features they brought a fully orchestrated soundtrack a bunch of like new missions or extra story content and then you can also play the full game entirely in uh, 2D like sprites, like old Super Nintendo style. Yeah. Um, so they're finally releasing this out again on PS4 and it's coming out on Xbox. The This is the big gripe for this game. It is a port of a port of a port. No, a port of a port of a game. So th- this the Switch version was a port of the PS4 version. These ones are a port of the Switch version, which is a port of the PS4 version. So the PS4 original one would run at like 4K, right? But then it was dumbed down to 1080p because that's the maximum that the Nintendo Switch could um, display. And this version is just a port of that one. So it's still running at 1080p unless they've changed anything in the since I've uh, last looked it up it's still going to be playing at the same visual fidelity as the Nintendo switch, which is kind of shitty because I, I will play it um, because it is on game pass, which is sweet. If you like the classic turn-based RPGs, it's, it's a, it's a good one. I'm, I'm for that. Um, December 8th, destiny two finally drops. If you have it, you have it. If not, you but know. that it, it that's free to play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um but the, the games that are interesting that day are both uh what's it, how do you say it? Poyo Poyo Tetris 2. Yeah. And the long awaited Call of the Sea. 
I don't even know what this is. It looks very much like I. Th- I think the art style is very much um, Wind Waker meets what the hell is that stupid pirate game? Sea of Thieves. <laughs> stupid pirate game. Unfun pirate game. Um, it looks. Fun. It looks really good. I, I've watched some footage. Um, it's very, very clean. It should be available on Game Pass, so you don't have to ask the big guy for this one. But it does look very, very clean. I think it's going to be an enjoyable, visually or aesthetically pleasing game. Like it's like a puzzle adventure type thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, the water looks really cool, and you can never say no to that. Um, December tenth. What's okay. happening on December 10th? Well, allegedly Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out. Oh, right. Totally forgot that that game was supposed to come out. If it drops on the 9th, or if we know for sure it's coming out on the 10th, we will run our our raffle. Yeah, so... Uh, well, we'll be doing... Uh, you have to listen to our December 11th episode to find out who won. You had mm-hmm. some pretty good, um, pretty good responses. A lot of entries in there. Some people have, you know, got a few more entries than others because they've been following through with our episode our extra yeah. ex- episode extra contest entry bonanza. That's what I'm calling it. Contest extra episode entry bonanza. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Um, what are you going to be playing? on Christmas Day because let's face it the only other no game worth there's mentioning no family, <laughs> there's no family Christmases without who's your daddy that's right who's your daddy is coming out you're obsessed with this game it's such a stupid game no who's your daddy is an online multiplayer simulation video game uh the game really raised $1,500 through Kickstarter. Oh my God. The game includes a competitive multiplayer mode uh, in which player controls the father and the other player controls the baby in both modes. The father must prevent the baby's death through methods such as locking cabinets and placing dangerous objects out of the baby's reach as the baby attempts to commit suicide in various ways including drinking bleach and sticking forks in electrical outlets. You know, things that babies do, right? This is another Untitled Goose game coming right up. Oh, my God. I am so excited for this game. You know what? Maybe I'll gift it to you for Christmas, and we can play it on Christmas together. Uh, We could just get it digitally and have it as game sharing because we're awesome friends. Um, Just before we go, I want to cover off two real quick things. One, some housekeeping. Um, David and I are human and we're going to need a break. Uh, we are going to run three or after this episode, we're going to run three more in December. Um, we may do a new year's one. I'm not sure. Probably not. I, 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 I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going I to be so, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be pretty wiped through work and everything I have to deal with. Um, but our last show of the year should be December or like airing December 18th. Um, and then we're going to take a week off for Christmas and maybe a week off after that for new year's and then come back to you 
2021. But we have lots of stuff planned for you guys, including uh, a survey that will be sent out very shortly um, to our listeners. You guys can just follow a link to Game of the Year because nobody cares if like David and I want to squabble over if, if FIFA is better than Call of the Sea. But we do want your opinion. So we are going to curate some of the top categories for Game of the Year that were announced from the Game Awards uh, this week. And we're going to send them out, and then you guys can decide what game of the year was and maybe what art style was the best. Mm-hmm. Now, David, did you see the list of the six games named for game of the year? I, I saw a few of them, but just to refresh my memory. So we've got Doom Eternal by ID Software and Bethesda. Hold on, I'm going to do my, uh, my award show voice. Final Fantasy Eight, the remake, Square Enix. Oh, that's seven. Never mind. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. Ghost Final Fantasy of, seven remake. Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch. Hades, Supergiant Games. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Nintendo. And The Last of Us, Part 2, Naughty Dog. I, like, I mean, what a great year for Sony. I think Sony really is shining in even just like the out of the six, there's two exclusives on here, right? Well, you know why? Cause Sony pumps money into their studios to make exclusive games. And why not win the last generation? I'm going to go out on a limb saying like, this is my prediction beforehand. Um, but we'll obviously do our game awards. You and I are going to have our opinions. Maybe we'll wear like little tuxedos and record it live. Animal crossing, new horizons saved the world. I think unequivocally game of the year has to be animal crossing new horizons solely for what it did for people to keep their sanity. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's like that animal crossing black market and all that other stuff that goes on. I mean, you were part of it or that one website that was like trading bells for turnips, the, the, the turnip exchange or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All these games are good. I played a little bit of Doom Eternal on Game Pass. I unfortunately never had the opportunity to play the Ghost of Tsushima. The Last of Us Part 2, I enjoyed what I played. It was boring as fuck, though. Like, it was the same game twice. The story, like, the narrative was good, but, like, I don't want to play a game where I'm walking most of the time. Why am I doing that? I'll watch a two-hour movie and get it over with. Never played Hades. Final Fantasy is a remake. That shouldn't count to begin with. So in my eyes, okay. there's five well, games. Hold up. The Final Fantasy VII remake, though, it's it's not just uh like it's not like a remaster or anything like that. They they've rebuilt the game from the ground up. So if you had never played the original Final Fantasy VII at all, ever before, and didn't know what it was had never heard of it and if they didn't have the final fantasy 7 like if they didn't have that remake title subtitle on there it would be its own game so i i think that for what the amount of work that square enix had put into that game and i i think it's a, a totally viable contender for game of the year even though it's one third of a story that's fair um i'm just my opinion would be how 
how one game literally altered how people like, I mean, it kept people busy through a pandemic filled year. Like, I didn't even think Ghost of Tsushima was a contender until I saw the list. If I'm being honest, I'm actually yeah. more surprised at the fact that like with Miles Morales's release date, it didn't get a, a nod because it was just before the cutoff. The thing is, is most of well, I guess March was halfway through the year. Man, this year has gone by so fast because of the pandemic, but it's gone by so slow at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I, I could see, I would be disappointed if the last of us two wins solely on the fact that, like you said, it was kind of like a walking simulator. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of controversy around the game and a lot of people were unhappy with how it um, played out. Um, and I think if Animal Crossing, out of all of them, I think, and I totally agree with you, I think Animal Crossing should win Game of the Year solely for the fact that it maintained some sanity in the world, except for the people that didn't have a Nintendo Switch and were trying to get it. <laughs> and have you also noticed it's like Nintendo's only community that's not toxic? Sorry. Um, it, it's just, it's a Nintendo community that isn't filled with village idiots. It's filled with villagers, but not village idiots who are just out there being like, oh my God, who's going to be added to Smash Brothers next? You guys suck. Nerf Kirby, all this crap. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I know I was reading an article today and I wanted to talk about it, but we're unfortunately on that, the rope of time. I'd love to delve into the debate of like what's wrong with the Smash Brothers community and get a Smash Brothers player on to really explain to us how toxic it is. Like it's worse than like the Rainbow Six communities. Um, a lot of communities, it's really, really brutal around. So I'm, I'm very interested to learn more about that. Um, but when I look at this list, like, yeah, Doom was a, a crazy, fast, amazing looking game. Like, again, because Last of Us Part 1 won Game of the Year, I guess it gets the nod for being its brother. But I just, I don't see the value in Final Fantasy. I don't see the value in Ghosts. And the Ghosts thing is because it was released and then barely people talked about it. Well, I think also part of it is, like, it released at a odd time of the year, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I... I want to play it. I want to try it. I might see if I can pick it up on one of these Black Friday sales. Um, it will probably go on sale around Boxing Day as well. Anyways, it's like it's nominated in almost every single category: mm-hmm. best game direction, best narrative, best art direction. And like, it's funny because if you look at Ghosts, Final Fantasy, and The Last of Us, they're in almost every category together. Yeah. I, I would not argue that The Last of Us was probably one of the most beautiful video games I've ever seen in my entire life. And like God of War was pretty high. Well, just wait for this next generation of games. I mean, Ori and the Willow of the Wisps is on there too, and that's a phenomenal mm-hmm. piece of art. So it'll be interesting. A lot of the games are the same. The Game Awards kind of caters to what they know. It's kind of like the Oscars bullshit yeah like (laughs) but see this is what i'm talking about like 
Best Performance, right? Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Laura Bailey as Abby. The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Dice K. I couldn't even pronounce his last name. As Jin in Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Logan as Hades and Hades. And Ned, uh, Nadji Jeter as Miles Morales. So, like, a game that came out a week and a half ago got nods. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Like, there should be a cutoff. There should be a cutoff to when a game can be considered for a game of the year contest. Usually it's the last or like midway through November. So it clearly got through. But I would say even it should be, you know, July, end of August. Like go from go from September to like September of like for this one, it'd be like September 2019 to August, 2020 and make that the year. Right. Because there's a lot of games that come out in the fall and winter leading up to that, you know, holiday rush. Right. And it's kind of bullshit that a game can come out, you know, November 20th. And make the cut for game of the year. Here's the last one I'll talk about before we uh, close out. Because this is exactly to your point. Innovation and accessibility. Recognizing software and and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, content to help games be played and enjoyed by a wider audience. Okay? Here are the games. Hyper Dot by Tribe Games. The Last of Us Part 2 by Naughty Dog. Excuse me? What did they change in that game? Well, they had the LGBTQ character. Yes, but this says features in technology. Yeah. LGBTQ are advanced beans. I mean, it also says content, so I get it maybe. Grounded, Obsidian Entertainment. And now are you ready for the two that'll make you laugh? Grounded is on there. The game's not even fully released. It's in early access right now. And no, I think it's released and it's kind of still broken as fuck. No, it's still an early early access on game game. All right, you ready for the last two um punch or punchlines? Yeah. Late on. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ubisoft, Montreal. Really? Could you guess what the the last one is? Because I'm I'm currently laughing. Um, FIFA 21. No, I'm gonna give you one more guess, and it's laughable that it's even considered to be a game of the year contender for innovation and accessibility. Me, I mean, give me the first letter of the name. We've talked about it already today. Wait, Last of Us? No, no. So I, Cyber, I would agree. Cyberpunk. Oh my god. It's Watch Dogs Legions, Ubisoft oh. Toronto. <laughs> I get the idea of the game that no two players can have the exact same experience. And, like, I guess coincidentally you could. Like, the story is going to be the same, but how you play it is going to be very different. Well, yeah. You know why no two players can have the same experience? Because <laughs> there's, no, the on- there's no online mode. That There it is, guys. Like... David might be onto something. We should just cut it off at the end of the the third quarter of the the year, and you should be like, it should be any game that was released as of October 2020 should qualify for game of the year next year. But let us know what you guys think. 
in the comments on Instagram or Facebook if you guys um, have any suggestions for our game of the, the year. Arguments, awesome. We hope you participate because I think it'll be awesome and it's great content all yeah, the time. Give us your nominations. Like yeah, nominate stuff that are off the ballot. How many times I want to see Spider-Man Miles Morales on here? A ton. You know how many times I want to see Call of Duty Warzone on here? A lot. Because some people might think that's game of the year for you them. Game of the year? Golf with friends. Yeah, actually, that would be like... Actually, the, the one other thing I noticed was like mobile game of the year was Among Us, and that was released two years ago. So it's a wild uh, it's a wild day out here, guys. It's just turkeys everywhere. To our American friends, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're um, a month late for that. Be be safe this Black Friday. Please don't be stupid. Half the, or a third of the province is on lockdown right now. Yeah. Don't be those morons that just go to another store like area and go to super spreading events that have happened over the last few weeks. Be safe. That's all for myself and David. Thank you very much for listening. Please click uh, click like. Tell all your friends we're here. Yeah, because we're lonely. (laughs) Peace.